Hi, everyone. It's Waylon. We have some news about the distance that we'll share at the end of this episode. So please stick around for that. And here's today's show. Think about some of the most miserable experiences you've had as a consumer. You might say air travel or trying to cancel your cable service. And then there's mattress shopping. Where I live in the Chicago area, there seems to be mattress stores on every corner, sometimes across the street from each other. And they're selling products with long names that make it difficult to comparison shop, like Simmons Beauty Rest Recharge Signature Select, which is somehow different from the Serta iComfort Blue Max Touch 3000. They're showing you beds like two, three thousand dollars, and it's like, what makes that bed cost two or three thousand dollars? I don't know. I look at them and I'm like, that's not a two or three thousand dollar bed. And then they walk you down from there. But I think that it's by design that they want you to be a little bit confused, overwhelmed, or impressed with like this lingo that you you don't even know what it stands for. That's Tim Masters, the owner of a store in the Chicago suburbs called Quality Sleep Shop. He's been a mattress maker for over 25 years, and he's not a fan of the tactics you see from traditional corporate mattress manufacturers and stores. I wouldn't want to be in the market to buy a mattress today, I'll tell you that. I'm keeping it simple. Like, there's not that much to it. It is soft, medium, firm. Like, what's your price point? Is it low, medium, or high? You know, just break it up into small, bite-sized chunks. We try not to confuse you. Welcome to The Distance, a podcast about long-running businesses. I'm Waylon Wong. On today's show, how Tim Masters has fended off the big mattress companies by staying small, simple, and honest. The Distance is a production of Basecamp. I'm Jason, an iOS designer at Basecamp. Basecamp is a better way to run your business. It's an app for communicating with people and organizing projects and work. If you're feeling overwhelmed by email, chat, and meetings, give Basecamp a try. Sign up for a 30-day free trial at Basecamp.com slash The Distance. Every year, I buy the best seller of that year, and I take them apart. And, like, I dissect them. Like, how is this made? Like, how far apart are the stitches? What are they doing? How are they securing that cover? What, what filling material are, are they using? Why was this bed so popular? Is there anything I can make similar? Or what can I improve on with it? And in 2014, I bought a Tempur-Pedic and I paid $1,630 for this twin size bed, but it was a bestseller. And I'm so excited. You know, I go pick it up and I bring it back to the shop. I'm like, here it is. And I get the thing apart. And I was so deflated. Like it had a nice one inch piece of memory foam on top. And then it had three inches of actually really nice quality foam under that. But the supporting foam, the six inch supporting base, is like a general grade. And I was so I'm, I'm bothered by it because I'm like, why, why would they have such a good company? You know what I mean? Such a good name. And then fill it with just like average or below average, you know, filling material. I'm like, you're going to hurt your brand. And it's like, I don't think they get it. And I see that a lot with the major brands. Like, it's like, don't you get it? Like, it doesn't have to just look pretty on the outside. It's got to be the inside of the bed that counts. So what's inside a bed? Tim makes both inner spring mattresses and latex ones, and he uses a combination of cotton and foam. Cotton breathes well, lasts a long time, and wicks away perspiration. Foam is pressure relieving and more lofty, giving the impression of a thicker mattress. At Tim's business, all the mattresses are built to order in a suburban factory. Um, we're not like a marketing company that has someone else build the beds and then ship them out. We have total control over what the customer's getting, and it's successful for us. We build four to 500 beds a month, um, but that's a lot for a little company. Um, there's only you know six or seven of us that work here full-time. 
yeah, it keeps us busy all the time. We do our own maintenance on our equipment. You know, we're the builders of the beds. We do the packaging. We do local deliveries. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of where we're at today. We've always had, like, steady, slow growth. We don't want to have big influxes of business because I worry about production. Like, I still like to be so hands-on with what's being built, how everything's going through. Tim's showroom has just a dozen or so models for sale, and they're named for people. The Scott, after the store's first employee, or the Leona, after the wife of the man who started the business. Some of these models have been around for decades, and they haven't changed very much. We don't carry products that are real trendy, that we don't have a lot of experience with, that we don't know how they're going to react with customers. But what we do carry and what we produce are mattresses that are really time-tested and well-received. Tim's been at this for so long that he's developed a kind of sixth sense for whether a customer is a side sleeper or stomach sleeper just by looking at the person. A lot of times we get customers that come in, I want a firm mattress, and you look at their body type and you determine, okay, are you a side sleeper? And then I'll tell them, I don't want to build you a firm mattress. I'll build you something real supportive, but not too hard. Your legs will go numb, your arms will go numb. I learned that years ago we would make mattresses and a lot of these older guys would come in, I need a firm bed. Next thing you know, they're calling you two weeks after they had the bed. Can you make it a little softer? It's even a lot of times people when they ask for a certain product, it's like, okay, I'll show you that, but this is what's going to be a better fit for you. And this is the reason why. And sometimes though, I'm not the guy for the customer. Like I'll try, like it can always make our beds feel a little firmer, a little softer. You know, the customer wants something a little bit different than what we offer. But there have been times that I just tell them, I'm not the one for you. Like it's for your needs and for the softness level that you want. I can't make that bed because I don't feel like it's staying behind it the way that you, you know, you want us to make it. You know, 20 years ago, I I kept running myself through the ringer. Well, I'll make it firm. I'll make it softer. I'll make it, you know, what do you want to do? Like kept changing things. I'm like, well, it's not getting any better. And I'm, you know, pretty worn out from this whole thing. Tim's store, Quality Sleep Shop, was started in 1969 by a former foam salesman named Robert Brixey, who traded his house for the store's first building. He and his family lived in an apartment above the shop. Now he lives nearby and still pops in once in a while. Mr. Brixey, the original owner, What a great guy. I started with him in 1990 after school. I loved him. He was such a perfectionist. He's an old Navy guy, and he's just a big man, and he had this big, booming voice. He'd always say, you can't cheat him. He's like, believe me, these old people bang down the front door and say, give me my money back if you make a mattress that doesn't hold up. Tim had just graduated from high school when he went to work at Quality Sleep Shop. One of my sisters actually dated a guy that used to work for Mr. Brixey, and I needed a part-time job. And he goes, go see Mr. Brixey. You know, he's a good guy to work for. So I started there, and I knew it down to my shoes that this is what I was going to do. Yeah, I love building these beds. I really, you know, the mentoring for Mr. Brixey was great, but I, I really enjoyed the physical the building of the product, too. Mr. and Mrs. Brixey lived upstairs, and I'd be working in, in the shop downstairs. We had a showroom in the front of the store, And uh, every day, Leona or Lee would come down with like pie or hot tea. She'd always make something for you, like in the middle of the day when you're, and I was like, what a nice thing. So you get to sit down and eat something homemade. Yeah, they really treated you so nice. Yeah, it's, it was just before the mantra shop in every corner uh, type of environment. We were competing with the Seelys, Stearns and Fosters. And there were some independents, like there were more independents, but they kept going bankrupt. And I asked 
Mr. Brixie, the original owner, I'm like, you know, Mr. Brixie, are you nervous about going out of business? And he said, no. And I'm like, how can he be so confident? And he goes, I never cheated. He goes, these other mattress companies, if they get short on money, he goes, they would start putting in subpar filling materials. He goes, I never cheated. If we were low on a certain skew on whatever that product was, we always upgrade it. We never will go down. You always do one better. And it, even if it hurts you a little bit there, it helps you in the long run. But that's why he was so confident not to go out of business. So it took out all the guys that weren't as healthy, but the, the ones that do a good job stayed. Mattresses years ago, you said buttons in them. It's called button tufting. But we did it inner tufted. We would put rows of buttons on the interior of the bed. And a customer, a lady says to me, she goes, how do I know you're going to put those buttons in there? It never crossed my mind not to put a button in. Like I couldn't complete a bed. Like if our button tufter would give us trouble, if it was missing one button, it would not get sewn together. You know, when I first started working there and he goes, never lie to a customer. So you never tell anybody anything just because they want to hear it. It's got to be the truth. So when that lady asked about those buttons, I'm like, I don't know how you would know if the buttons are there or not, but they're there. In 1994, Tim was 24 years old and considering a change. And I say to Mr. Brixie, I'm like, Mr. Brixie, I got to get a real job. And he said, if you quit, I will go out of business. And he goes, my kids don't want it. And he goes, I'm ready to retire. He goes, give me one more year at your same pay rate, which I was making nine bucks an hour. So I'm like, okay. One more year comes, I'm 25 years old. And in September 1st of 1995, um, I bought the company from Mr. Brixie. I was so scared. I borrowed a third of the money from him, a third of the money from my parents, and a third from the bank. And the bank loaned me the money at 9% interest. And Mr. Brixie goes, I'll loan you a third at 8%. And my mom and dad go, we'll do 8% too. I'm like, okay. And I remember at the closing at the bank, it was like around lunchtime, a little bit after lunch, and we're walking out and I go to my mom and dad. I'm like, you guys wanna go get some lunch? My dad goes, no, you got a lot of mattresses to make. So it's right back to the shop I went, and uh, I never took a day off. Like, all I did was work. I was so scared to, to fail or not pay anybody back. Tim moved into the apartment above the shop where Mr. Brixie had lived and kept making mattresses the way he'd been taught. But he did make a few changes. He expanded the shop's delivery radius into the city of Chicago. He made a lot of deliveries himself, and sometimes his girlfriend Cindy would tag along. Another big development came along in 2006. By then, Tim and Cindy had gotten married and had a daughter, Emily. My daughter, Emily, was born uh, with severe eczema and all kinds of allergy issues. Like, I felt so bad for Em when she was born. Like, her stomach was so distended and her skin was so dry and cracking all the time. And my wife said, why don't you make her an organic crib mattress? So I was like, yeah, no problem. Like, I would make organic mattresses every now and then, like onesie, twosies. Never thought much about them, but it seemed to make sense for our family. After I made that, I'm like, Cindy, we're not the only family with these health issues. We should offer these to our consumers. And we would spend like an hour, hour and a half, two or three nights a week um, for like a year working on, you know, a product line, one. And then how do you describe it to the people? And, you know, how do you put a website together? The rabbit hole gets really deep. Okay, where's the wool source from? Now, what's the wool washed with? Is it treated with anything? It gets pretty complicated. It was a learning curve for sure on our end. Now, all our distributors, everyone that we work with, I physically visit the plants and make sure that, you know, that what they say is what they're doing. And I I follow that each product through. 
Tim sold his new line of organic mattresses in a showroom while he and Cindy worked on the website. In 2007, they launched a new brand called My Green Mattress and started shipping nationwide. Like other mattress-in-a-box companies, Tim's organic mattresses come rolled up and unfurl when they're unpacked. The crib mattress is called the Emily, after Tim's daughter, whose eczema eventually cleared up. Our philosophy is, let's build a bed that's really nice, very durable, and that's so approachable on price. Like, we're right there with the major brands with their traditional built beds for their organic. So it's like a really good model. How we stay affordable is, every morning I'm at the shop, I'm working on equipment, everybody's doing their part here, we're all working really hard on building these beds, but then it goes direct to the consumer. There's no middleman. This business model has helped insulate Quality Sleep Shop from the competitive threat of corner mattress stores. Where Tim has seeded some business is in twin and full beds. He thinks a lot more people are shopping at Sam's Club or Costco for those smaller mattresses. But Tim still sells a lot of queen and king-sized beds, and he recently hired a director of marketing to lead a bigger push for My Green Mattress. In selling online, Tim has the potential to reach a much broader audience for his organic beds, but it also puts him in competition with the many mattress-in-a-box startups that have raised venture capital and gotten a lot of press. I think those companies are great. They simplified it. It's a memory foam bed. So it's an $800 memory foam bed. They all seem to be at the $800 price point. It's not much variation in those mattresses, but I think it fits a need for the millennials, for the people that don't want to shop. With my green mattress, we've shipped mattresses since 2007. You know, what do I know about anything, really? I'm just a mattress maker, but it always amazes me that someone would buy a mattress online. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it, but so many people do. describe himself as just a mattress maker, but his principles as a business owner have served him well. Keep it simple, never cheat. It's a quiet but powerful contrast to Big Mattress, which pumps out hundreds of virtually indistinguishable models, all marked up a hefty amount. It's a good business for the large mattress companies and their private equity investors, but Tim wants no part of it. For whatever reason, yeah, we're doing well. Like, even the small independent bookstores, like, I feel bad for a lot of those bookstores that have gone under. There's so much knowledge to get from, you know what I mean, from those little places. Like, I'm starting to think of my company as like a microbrewery. You can get some really good beers from someone that's, you know, you may never heard of it, but you can't wait to have another one of those beers. And it's kind of like our mattresses. Like, you may not have heard of us, but once you try them, you're like, that thing is awesome. Distance is produced by Sean Hildner. Say hello. Hello. And me, Waylon Wong. Hello. And also goodbye, because this is actually the second to last episode of The Distance. Well, now it's a super awkward goodbye. Like when you say goodbye to someone on the street, but you end up walking the same way. That's exactly what They're going to hear us again in two weeks. You are going to hear us again in two weeks. Um, And we're working on a new show, so don't go anywhere. We're working on a new show, and we will bring you more updates in a couple of weeks. Is there anything else we should say? Yeah, our illustrations are by Nate Otto, and we are a production of Basecamp. Basecamp is an app for helping small business owners stay in control of projects and reduce email clutter. Try Basecamp free for 30 days at Basecamp.com slash The Distance.
Hey, we're a podcast talking about mattresses. We're a podcast talking about mattresses. <laughs> <laughs>